Hello, my name is Nathan Foster, and welcome to the Renovare podcast. Once a month, I write an essay that we post on renovare.org, and then interview someone related to that specific topic in the essay. And this month's essay is uh, a part two uh, on the topic of availability and vulnerability, both to God and others. And particularly in this interview, we're working with the theme of the ministry of availability. Now, if you read in the essay, you'll see I tell a story about a friend of mine, Phil, and uh, the way that he's practiced that. Um, And so I thought, what a great idea to interview Phil specifically about that. And just to give you a little background, Phil is um, a uh, speaker, uh, writer, and part-time pastor. And uh, he's had a long career of of, uh, traveling around the world speaking and he's actually one of my favorite one of my favorite speakers. It, Phil's written two books, uh, Running on Empty, and another book called Breaking the Rules: Trading Performance for Intimacy with God. Uh, I think you'll very much enjoy this this podcast. It's uh, actually quite quite tender. So, as always, thanks for listening and uh, enjoy. In this essay, I, I referenced some some words from you about the ministry of availability. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your experiences with that? Yeah, um, I, I really enjoyed reading what you had uh, expressed here, and and Thanks. it got me got me thinking. It got me thinking about um, how we. Uh, it seems true to me that we become like the things we admire in others. Hmm. Okay. Um, and one of the things I admire about Jesus uh, is is how he seemed to make himself available. Mm-hmm. Um, but carefully, thoughtfully, I mean, not not all the time available. <laughs> right. I, I love how he would disappear and not be available. And I think his capacity for availability had something to do with that rhythm. Mm-hmm. But I, I admire how he just put himself out there. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I, I, I find myself wanting to be that way, mm-hmm. and uh, I've appreciated your reference to one story in particular um, because I, it, it, it's it's nice to know that maybe it's happening. Maybe mm. maybe I am becoming more like Jesus in that way. Yeah, yeah. That's you, you know. Sometimes I I I just kind of sat sit back and think of. The recordings we have of Jesus's life are just so limited, uh, in you know, in terms of thirty years on Earth, and we just have these you know short little books. But you know, spending all this time with the disciples, I mean, I'm just picturing campfire talks and walks in the desert and such. And that's not even you know, his. We see it in his public ministry too, the availability to people. Well, I think so much of. Uh I mean, we have schedules. <laughs> you know, we've mm-hmm. got, we, we've got, I've got to be here at this time, and I've got to be over there at that time. And um, before you know it, uh, it's all booked up. It's it gets crowded. It gets yeah. really crazy busy. And um, even if um, even if an opportunity presents itself. Um, Oftentimes, I, I find I don't I'm like I don't have time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, I don't want a life that's that um, crowded. Right, right. 
How do I, th- I, I do think some of the best things that have happened in my life um, wouldn't have happened if I hadn't just been there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I was I was with our uh, our daughter over the weekend for a few hours, and I I, I was laughing, thinking about um, you know when she was a little girl. You know, she was always available, <laughs> and, and uh, I, I was the problem. And yeah, and then and then she became a teenager, and I I found myself uh, kind of hanging around her door, her closed <laughs> door, Just, almost like, um, "Will you come out and play?" Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, now we're in another season, and we have to schedule to be together, and. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's just it's just fascinating to me this whole idea of um, some of the greatest moments, uh, and certainly I see that in Jesus. Um, I, I, I don't think they were scheduled. It was just because he he showed up. He mm-hmm, was just available. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Beautiful. Hey, how do we how do we not live a crowded life? Well, it, it not, not I don't think it happens by accident. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe there are seasons in our life when we don't have to be so deliberate, but I think in my life for sure, and I suspect in yours, um, we have to value what happens when we've just made space for whatever might come. Mm -hmm. We have to value it enough to uh, risk the possibility that, well, that was a waste. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So um, again, I think it's 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 how much it um, matters to us. It's how much we believe it's important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and again, um, probably the greatest source of of encouragement, inspiration for me is just. I mean, I, I really wasn't prepping for this conversation this morning. I just happened to be reading in um, the, the fifth chapter of Mark's gospel, and. There, there, there are three, um, you could call them coincidental encounters that Jesus has with people, and, and all three just because he was available. He, mm. was just, he just showed up. He was there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one, one of those stories is a woman who uh, kind of crept through the crowd and reached out and touched him, didn't want to interfere, didn't want to slow him down, just wanted to be whole mm-hmm. and uh and and then he then he started and you know the story he's he's responding to an emergency he's he's following this guy to his home where his daughter's near death mm-hmm. and um but in the translation I was reading it says uh, Jesus stopped and and listened to her as she told him her whole story mm. wow uh, talk about being inter- interruptible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just, uh, I, I guess, just trusting it'll all turn out okay, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not having to manage every moment, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. really hard because yeah. every moment counts. Yeah, yeah. That's um, that's good. I I was. I had an experience recently where um, uh, I've found myself waiting for someone who's late for a, a meeting. 
and um, trying to treat that like a, a gift. That uh, uh, hey, cool, I've got five minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and so I've just instead of continue doing what I'm doing or you know whatever, I just sit in my chair where I would sit with the person and uh, just take a moment, breathe, pray. Um, and I found it a real gift where I'm like, I, I hope she's late again today. <laughs> uh, I think that it calls for, I mean, you were asking earlier, you know, what what does it require? I, I, I think it calls for a measure of uh, tolerance for messiness. Mm. <laughs> That's good. You know, I mean, life doesn't, always go according to plan and and that's not um to say we shouldn't have a plan i i think it's fine to have plans but mm-hmm. to be so um uh, locked in mm-hmm. to the plan that, uh, that that we miss these opportunities mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh that in trying to um make our life count and be productive that that maybe we're Missing things that really count. I think one of the things that robs me of um, the good that comes out of just that being available is is uh, the illusion of my own importance. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you know, you know. I mean, I, 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 every minute counts. Mm-hmm. You know, don't want to waste. Um, Time. Uh, well, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not. Mm. You know, because uh, and, and so I guess uh, you know if I'm too locked into rules, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss some things. Uh, maybe I'll miss some things if I'm not. But I'm more curious about what I'll miss if there's not a, a measure of freedom and. Because God seems pretty serendipitous. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I mean, I know the tides uh, are set. I, I, I know that there, are, the the universe is very well ordered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but but I also know that God interrupts, mm. and that. Um, some of the most wonderful moments that I've experienced in life have uh, have been surprises. Mm-hmm. Not not planned. Not planned. No. <laughs> not ordered. And isn't it? I mean, probably some of us. I mean, we're all unique, and and there's lots of differences and such. But but for some of us, this this is you know a, a nightmare to think about. Not you know scheduling every moment of of life. Well, we're finite, and that's part of our dilemma, and God is infinite. Mm-hmm. So uh, God definitely has an advantage on us there. But, <laughs> but I, I, again, back to what I admire, um, I, I feel like God's availability yeah. is one of the most uh, winsome mm-hmm. and, and compelling uh, qualities uh, you know, I, it, God is always present, mm-hmm. always available. Mm-hmm. 
not always talkative, <laughs> but always listening. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hey, tell me, are you comfortable talking about your friend that recently passed? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, you, you heard the caution in my voice there. Um, <laughs> well, you don't, don't go there. <laughs> um, yeah, ask away. Well, t- I mean, you, you told me that story in, in reference to having kind of made yourself available to him. Could you talk a little bit about what that was like for you and, and what transpired in the space that you were able to be with him? Yeah, um, I'll just give a little bit of the context. I'd known him um, years ago when he was in high school, uh, mm-hmm. and and now he's uh, 46 and living in another part of the country. And um, you know, we we we'd have gaps when we'd go for years without any contact, but always uh, the kind of friendship where we picked right up where we left off and. Mm-hmm. So early in the summer, I got a call from his sister, and um, and she was letting me know that he was actually r- returning home that day um, uh, to die, is mm-hmm. how she said it. He's mm-hmm. coming home to die. And uh, remember, the first, the first thought I had was, I'm so glad I'm home. Mm-hmm. I, I could have been, I could have been some other place, and... And so, um, you know, I was, I was there to meet him when, when he arrived at his mom and dad's and uh, hospice came in and got things set up. And, um, and so in the, in, in the ensuing days, uh, because he did have a terminal illness, um, I, I asked him, how, how are you feeling? And, and, and he was, uh, you know, imminent. Death uh, has a way of kind of uh, breaking all the ice, and, and you just get down to it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And and so he didn't hesitate to say, "I'm I'm I'm not afraid of being on the other side. It's the crossing over mm-hmm. that scares me." Mm-hmm. And uh, I found out later that was actually a lie that uh, he was afraid of the other side, mm-hmm. but it took some time to get to that um and so i i I just i just i made a promise god i'm so glad i was able to i was able to to promise Mm. you're not going to have to do this alone Mm. Mm -hmm. um at, at least um any more than you wish to uh i i'm gonna i'm gonna do this with you Mm-hmm. And um, you know, at the same time, it was um, inconvenient and hard. <laughs> uh, it, it was it was the most um, sacred privilege, mm-hmm. you know, to get to kind of walk that last uh, lap mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. It's just so raw, mm-hmm. and um, you know, all the, a lot of the. Um, clutter gets pushed aside, and you get to talk about what matters most, and mm-hmm. what's really real. Um, mm-hmm. So it was. Uh, it, it, it was. I mean, some of so looking back, some of what I'm glad for is that 
I didn't have a calendar that was just so crowded that there was no, there was no way to work him in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You were able and to I, clear space to, to be there. And I realized that there, there are some people whose life is just not that way. Yeah. And, and, and I don't think those folks need to necessarily feel guilty um, mm. unless they need to. Uh, and maybe if they need to, it's because they need to clear some space. But I, I know that there are people whose lives are different. And but I just think part of the call that I've responded to is 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 to availability. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that's good. What do you? I mean, in that time, I mean, we could talk about that with him or with other people that that you work this out being trying to be available to what do you what do you do in that time how do you how do you face that situation um and and i just to kind of a little cue in there i, I kind of worked with this idea of moving without agenda um does that is that a way that you would do things is free of agenda um Oh, I don't know that I've ever been totally free of an agenda. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I mean, uh, there are certain things that uh, there are angles that I'm I'm just hopelessly myself. Um, there seems to never be a moment when I'm not concerned about how I look or how I sound or how I'm doing or all sure. of that. But um, I, I do think that. When I think about availability, I think about making space. Okay. I think about uh, just as uh, I, I think about the people that have done that for me, mm-hmm. who've just who've just made themselves available. I, I mean, I've told you the story before about a season in my life when I was just I was in serious trouble, and I reached out for help, and and this person whose fame has to do with their speaking. Mm-hmm. And their writing, uh, their words, uh, most of what I remember from the days that we spent together, this space that they opened up to me was nothing they said. Mm-hmm. Uh, in particular, mm-hmm. is uh, the really meaningful memories are how they how they listened. Mm-hmm. They just mm-hmm. they just opened mm-hmm. themselves, mm-hmm. and. Um, so I, I do think that uh, availability to me speaks very much of of no agenda, of openness, of let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I mean, you're, you're not going to say it, but I will. Um, the person you're talking about is Brennan Manning. Yes. And what I love about that is here's this person who, uh, I mean, Brennan, there was a brilliance to him and a, I mean, his words. He was a smith, a wordsmith in, in, yes. in ways few people are. Or, but uh, what was most meaningful to you about all the days you spent with Brennan was his presence. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think what you just uh, referenced uh, makes it all the more because, I, I mean, I was aware of that. And I'm a, a lot of – what he was listening to was bumbling, fumbling Phil. It was, it was not, you know, it was not poetry. It was just my craziness. It was my trying to sort out um, 
tease out um, what is going on with me, <laughs> and 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 that he tolerated that, if you will, <laughs> with such kindness and grace. Uh, there was such mercy. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't remember ever feeling um, embarrassed or ashamed. <laughs> and uh, but I can remember. Things that I said that could that held that potential. I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, that, you know, that's why I noted it's remarkable that I didn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 so that's that open space um, where there's no judgment, where, mm-hmm. where there's. And again, I, I mean, I I'm, I'm thinking now of, um, of of the woman caught in adultery and just how open Jesus was with her. Mm. Uh, not not denying, um, you know. You've you've done some really um, foolish things. You've 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 harmed yourself and you've harmed others. And and he called it sin. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't do this anymore. <laughs> you know, you're you're wrecking your life. But I mean, there was that. But there was also such acceptance, such openness, such mm-hmm. withness. Mm withness there's the word i like that word and that's that's what i wanted to offer uh maybe it was some kind of a paying it forward but my friend keith i and i just i don't i, I i'm not trying to move you somewhere mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i just i just want to go with you yeah yeah oh that's that's beautiful, and and I mean, probably one of the greatest gifts we can give another human being. You know, uh, the the last night that I spent with him uh, before he t- kind of drifted into this uh, comatose state for a few days. Uh, the the last night, um, most of the hours of that night uh, were spent. Just sitting, watching him sleep. Mm-hmm. But I remember thinking, you know, at any moment he could wake up. Mm-hmm. And um, I have need of something. Could, could you give me something to drink? Or could you help me turn over? Or or maybe a question. Or maybe uh, something he wanted to tell me. Um um, well, that never happened. I mean, he slept. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I kept thinking, never mind what happens. I'm just glad I'm here for, mm. for whatever does. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I love it. And I guess, you know, you run the risk of getting to the end of a night like that and going, well, that was a waste. <laughs> but but no, no, it it wasn't a waste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in in a way, that's that availability is as as rich and, and and full of meaning as if we'd spent the whole night talking. In a way, right, right. Yeah. And I think for me personally, because it it it. it, it it expresses something of um, what it means to trust God with mm. the moments that 
that come. And, and so the question, you know, that always begs for an answer in my life is, so, so am I trusting God? Mm-hmm. Which is the ultimate issue. Um, not how much was accomplished or what did we get done or, boy, that was meaningful or that was important. But what's really important is, have I trusted God with these, these moments? These, mm-hmm. That I don't have to manage it? That I don't have to try and make something happen? Right, right. I'm available to God and available to this person, and here we are. Does that does that fit? That seems to fit. And it's, I'm listening to us, and I'm thinking, are we crazy? But, but, I, <laughs> but I don't. I don't think we are. I don't either. I mean, and and I think I want to take this full circle as as we as we wrap wrap this up. Um, you you started by saying that the the things that we admire most about other people we, we imitate or emulate. Um, and you talked about the life of Jesus and admiring his availability to people. And then what was done for you, what, what Brendan was able to give to you. And then, and then you get to pass that, you get to pass that on. Yeah. That's good kingdom stuff right there. It's a good place to live. Uh, well, Phil, thank you so much for your time today. Very, thank you, Nathan. Very rich as always. <laughs> All right, we'll do this again, huh? Good. Bye bye. Bye bye.